Good evening, everybody. Not afternoon for once. The Severe MMA Podcast Extra is back again this week. Steve, first of all, I found out your last name today because of Skype. Cook Abbott. Yes. You've just always been front row Steve. I know. You know. The, or Steve think... C.A. Yeah. And, well, oh there's where. Oh, my the... God. I thought it was because you know, you're Canadian. The... Well, the C.A. makes even more sense now, doesn't it? Uh, I suppose it does make sense. And luckily for the people that heard you speak there, we have dramatically improved your audio quality. Oh, fantastic. Well, look, all down to you techno geniuses. The young, the young bucks. Yeah, yeah, you kids. Kids and your toys. First things first, uh, before we talk about uh, fighting, you're back at school. Yep. You're back at work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, back, back to back to back to teaching. Uh, fantastic! Yeah, I, I got to tell you, and, and people will laugh, but I, I hate the I hate the long holiday. Uh, I get bored. Really? I, I like to be busy. So, yeah, I really do. I like what I do. So, you know what I mean? I, I really enjoy it. So, but I have to admit, but, don't the UK have sh- the UK have much shorter holidays than the Republic of Ireland? Now, yeah, I, yeah, I have sure. a I have a consistent holiday since I stopped going to college, but. Yeah. <laughs> See, I you got you know when I was a lad so many 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 years ago, you know my summer holidays were twelve weeks long. You know we broke up from June till September. That was what we did. It was uh, so when I got here and I was like six weeks. Holy moly! So you, you they, these kids here, they don't know they're they're you know, no wonder they get tired. We keep them in school a lot. That makes sense. I have to say, <laughs> I I'm the. How, before we get on to it, how much of an age difference is there in our age? I guess there's probably twenty years. That's maybe? unreal. That's hilarious. So I know. It, 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 yeah, and it seems like you know, we're yeah, well, you know, it seems like you're one of the guys I've known forever. Uh, yeah, that's it, that's that's that's, that's unreal. Yeah, uh, well, I'm 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 glad to be part of the team. I appreciate, I appreciate it. I was actually saying, finally, on the way home to someone, I said, oh, I have to get back home to do this podcast, blah, 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 this is Steve, and he says, he uh, watches a lot of severe MMA stuff, he thinks you're a very good interviewer, and he says there's a brilliant uh, dynamic between the two of us. You always seem to get people to be your friend. I, well, you know, that little bit of fanboy in me will never, ever, ever die, ever. And the, it doesn't matter at what level these guys are competing at, whether they're the amateur, pro, it doesn't matter where, it's a privilege to be able to talk to guys that do something that I love to watch. And, yeah, I'm, the more I learn about the sport, the better. You know, I've done the UK MMAF judges course, I'm going to do the referees course. I'm, I'm, I love the sport, and I love everything about it. Well, this weekend sees the biggest card to ever hit Irish shores outside of the UFC, obviously. Um, we have Bama 22 in the 3 Arena in Dublin. At the moment, we have six... How many fights? One, two, 20 three, fights. four, five, six, seven, eight... You're dead right. 20 fights. Um, very ambitious. An early start, and I predict a late finish. First things first. Yeah. Um, as someone who's seen Bama in the UK seen their attendances, seen what they've done over the last couple of years. Have they been helped, firstly, with Cage Warriors uh, being removed from the scene for a while? And 
do you think this is ambitious to go straight into an arena in a place that they've never done a show? You know, the absence of Cage Warriors, I think, does make a difference. Um, Cage Warriors and, and, and Irish MMA were kind of synonymous with each other, even though they moved around. You always considered Cage Warriors an, an, you know, an Irish promotion. I think, and certainly, certainly I did. Didn't matter where they were, there was always that strong connection to the Irish fighters, and uh, and and I think Irish MMA have have, have missed that. Uh, I think they've. I think there's been a big gap for a lot of the fighters, and Bama, I think, have taken taken their time and then made of yeah, it's an ambitious choice to go to the Fuel Arena, but then to do it in, do it with, what a card to do it with. And what a ticket price to to sort of invite people to see their product. Fights for twenty euro, I think the cheap seats were. Yeah, I mean, good, good lord! And this is a quality card. Even the amateur fights on the card look like they're gonna look like they're gonna be amazing. I actually think it's, it's that. I think it's that deep that some of the guys that are at the bottom of the card that you would have known as amateurs are now all turning pro. So I don't even think there's any amateur fights on it. Yeah, that's it. I, I think, mean, it's, I'm tw- at, you I know, think like, it's 20 pro fights. Your, your guys, yeah, yeah, like, like, like yeah, you, you know, I think Franz Mom is making his pro debut there still is. That fight's still going, I hope. Yeah, um, Franz and Darren. Like, good. You know, he looked, he, he looked, he looked really exciting at the IMMAS and, you know, in the summer. I mean, he looked, he looked the business and, uh, you know, you, you, and, and, and the players that people need to, to, to get to know because they're inevitably going to be, some of them are going to be stars of the future. They are going to be the guys people are talking about. They're going to be the, you know, on the biggest shows. And what an opportunity to see them fly their trade. Yeah, well, a, a couple of things that we'll, uh, we'll bring up, but I brought it up earlier on with Sean Sheehan. I said that I feel this event is the cele- celebration for some fighters, maybe, of a generate Like, this the sort of thing I would have loved two years ago when Owen Roddy was having his last fight or two, and this could have been yeah. for him to get the big moment. Um, it's for guys like John Redmond who maybe won't get there. It's for guys like Damian Rooney that have been one of the longest pros in Ireland. Um, yeah. I mentioned someone else and Chris Fields as well I think this is ultimately these guys day in the sun and it could be the launching platform to prove to us that yeah they can hang at an elite level UFC they'll get to ex- experience it again but not every story can have a happy ending maybe this is maybe this is their final scene in the film of their lives sort of thing this isn't the um, this isn't the start of something great this isn't the Conor McGregor and the Helix moments where you're watching pure history unfold in front of you like days that people yeah. would have killed to see uh, live or looking back now would love to have been there live to experience it but they just weren't arsed because it wasn't the UFC sort of thing like this is the this could be the Bama for a lot of these early pros you know come out and get to see these guys before they get a name for themselves absolutely and, and, and as you point out you know for you know for, for some of the more seasoned pros on this card you know uh, I hate to say it, but at this level, for a few of them, I think it probably is make or break. You know, you can only drop so many in a row at this level before this level, you know, it, it moves you by. And yeah, there's lots on the line for a few of the fighters. And of course, you've got the title fights as well. And I, you know, Bama won't thank me for saying it, but, the, you know, the main event, in, you know, Tom Dickenwan and uh, uh, Brendan Lawson, I mean, I. 
I'm sorry, one of those two. I mean, if, if the fire kid finishes Brendan and then wins this fight in a convincing manner, uh, we don't see him anywhere other than a UFC cage in his next fight. I'm sorry, Bama, but there, there's no way. I mean, this kid is the real deal. And then you have Brendan, who, you know, came in, you came went into that, that tough uh, smash series. Arguable, you know, that fight with Wilkinson, you know, it, it could have been argued that perhaps it, it might have gone another way. Uh, but never, but, but never kind of got his chance from that. Whereas guys who tend to put in good performance are at least given an opportunity and seem to have passed him by. And he went to, you know, a more, more regional shows like FCC and, you know, started fighting some Grand Europeans and, and then getting into Bama. You know, this is the path to the UFC for him as well. Um, I would suggest the win and a, and a title defense or two. And so for both guys, it, it, it's, it's huge. And it's taken place in Dublin in front of Bama's biggest house, I think. I think it's still, it will be their biggest house. And the Irish fans, having been there for McGregor, there ain't nothing like you. There is nothing in the world like Irish fans getting behind the fighters. And I, I don't believe that some of the British guys really know what they're getting into, and I think they're going to love it. Yeah, I have to say, one thing that everyone always says to me about Ireland is the fans, at MMA shows in particular, and to be honest, I do think that they're really going to get behind all the fighters at the weekend. It will be hostile. Definitely, there's a couple of fights in the card looking at it now that are uh, the pint fights, if you don't mind me saying it. Uh, definitely... Stephen Cole, I can't imagine, is bringing a massive amount of people down to fight Tim Wilde. Um, no, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know... Are you going to praise me? Are up, you going to praise me? You know, I am, man, because you, Tim, Tim Wilde is as exciting as they come, and this kid is, has, has stepped up. Not only does it give Tim Wilde another chance to fight and I know you know I'm going to put Call as an underdog but underdogs have won fights before um, but, but Wilde had bust his ass for this fight as I know everybody does and how many opponent changes and it just is I, I mean it, it's a testament to how, how bad he wants to you know ply his trade that he was willing to give up a purse of this he was willing you know don't, uh, you know, pay the other guy who comes in last minute I will fight because I want to be there, and he's bringing some noise with him. He's got a great following, and it's just, uh, I'm so pleased that, that, that somebody is, has, has is stepping up, because Tim is a great fighter. Uh, he's, he's, he's dangerous on his feet, I and mean, he throws with lethal intent and accuracy. I, I'm just glad he gets a chance to show, and I, I, and, and, and I like this kid for, for stepping up. I don't know, I'm afraid I don't know enough about him. I'm going to still brand him as the underdog, that anything can happen in in that cage. But now you guys get to see Tim Wilde, and I, I think you'll be impressed. I think the Grant and McGann fight, and I'm um, gonna butcher his name, Dia Cassie. Um, yeah, I think they are gonna be the fights that maybe the Irish fans go away for their pints, and maybe you think, I don't want you to think Jack it. Grant. Yeah, well, well, like McGrath, Irish people Grant McGann's was, gonna be a war man. I well, so I've yeah. heard, but I think a lot of Irish people will just be like, "Don't know either of these lads; they're not Irish." Go for a pint. Same way I'm yeah. predicting the yeah. the main event to be pretty quiet. And then I gotta tell you, having having seen all of these guys fight, 
on more than one occasion. Grantham McGann is going to be an Irish fight fan's dream. The only problem with that dream is perhaps that neither of them are Irish. Because by the time they're finished, you're going to wish one of them was. I, I, I promise you that. If there is a fight that I would put as, put as lock for fight of the night, and it's a great card, it is Grant McGann. Big claim. That's simple. Big claim. Now, I'm, 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 tell, I'm telling you now, these are two of the most exciting, exciting prospects in UK MMA. And they're going at it both at sort of the peak of where they are at the moment. This is a proper, proper fight. This is a proper step up after fight. It's, uh, I, I tell you, we're, I'm, I think some of the British fans are a bit jealous that you guys get this fight. So it's a good one. It's a good one. Towards... Diakese, go on. Which one? No, you go on. Diakese, you know, he fights to win, and he fights with his brain, and he was criticized for his win against uh, McGann, but, you know, why, why trade punches with a guy who punches like he's three-way classes higher? You, you grind him out. And it wasn't an exciting fight, and it was a bit dull to watch, but he won. However, under the, in the right circumstances, and it seems more recently, this is a kid who is hungry, hungry, and he's fighting as tough a nails guy as you can get with some pretty, pretty, pretty explosive stand-up. This is going to be an MMA fight. I think, I think it's, it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be dull. And again, from the UK scene, Diakese right now is again one of those, one of those guys that people are, people are tipping to the highest level. Um, you know, and, and and you know, so Roger's coming in, and he's a spoiler. And, you know, he he wants that. Again, it makes for a really good fight because both these guys need it. You know, for 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 Mark to take the next step. They are there to consider because he's got this is a stacked division. When you look at the top three or four, you know you've got some pretty good names there with some Claire and Spades. And people might say, you know, the champion hasn't fought in a little while, Barnuley, but there's no doubt in his pedigree either. And DKZ wants to DKZ wants those boys. A good again, a fight would be a fight you may be sorry to lose. If for um, if we go on. I'm kidding. And the main event, I'm sorry, is a UFC eliminator. Well, you're going to see one of these guys on a UFC card. To be honest, I do think Dukanois is closer, and uh, a win would probably confirm it. But he did come out tonight um, saying that he wants to try go after Ed Arthur's 135 pound belt as well in a unification belt. Try to get uh, maybe follow the Conor McGregor route of two domestic European titles before you get signed to the UFC. And, and and again, you know, not looking past Brendan because I think this is a hell of a fight. Yeah, you can watch a talent man, and, and if that's what he does, then we might be privileged enough to see him can defend that band of title a couple more times. You're not. There's, there's no way we see him after. You know, give it nine months. Then that would be it. I would suggest one, one or two more for Bama and and. If he gets by Brandon, it's a, it's a lock for me. He's UFC bent. 
Um, if we drop down, the bet order has changed. We're a little bit high up, but we'll just drop down. John Redmond, yeah, sure. uh, need to talk to you about this. I know you may not know much about Reese McKee, but I know you know of John Redmond. And I, just oh, I know, your... I know Johnny Gibson. Uh, exactly. And I do know a little bit. I do know a little bit about McKee because I followed that quite closely. Because again, from the Irish side of things, there was a lot of noise going on about it. So this is a yeah, McKee is. Let me get this right. He's making his pro debut two weight classes up from where he naturally fights. That is it. Against a guy who has fourteen, 14 pro, fights. pro fights, and you know, and again, made it as far as competing at cage or at this level. Yeah, to be honest, like I am actually okay with it because there's a couple of variables that I look at. So first things first, okay. John Redmond has 14 fights, but his record is five and nine. Yes. So he's not um, setting the world alight, and he'd be the first to admit that. Mm-hmm. And I think it was from taking fights too early in his career when he maybe should have been improving instead of fighting. Then, on the other hand. Reese McKee may fight at 145, but I would I'm gonna bet that he weighs in around 75 kilos, 75 to 77 kilos is where I think Reese will weigh in at because I know that he okay. it, it takes him a bit to get down to 66. I know that he is look he looked a lot bigger when I seen him recently, and maybe that they were okay. thinking that his next fight was gonna be at 70, so he's a little bit higher than he's supposed to be at this time, say before he gets down to 66. So I do think that Reese isn't going to be miles away. 10 kilos, I think, could be the most. I can't see Johnny Jitsu okay. getting up past 88 kilos rehydrated. And I can't really see uh, Reese coming in anything less than 74 or 75. So I do think it's not going to be as bad. But uh, Redmond just is the experienced pro. So much about it, like throwing Reese in at something like that. It could end very badly. But at the same side, what a place to make your pro debut. Do you know what I mean? You're uh, such a learning experience before you actually get down to your proper weight class. Even a, a loss, but a great account of yourself would fill him with serious confidence going forward at one forty-five. You know, give, give me a taste of what he was like as an amateur. Reese, like, look at it this way. Unfortunately, uh, what may end up being a pretty telling factor is one of John's students, Owen Drumgoole, actually gave Reese McKee a pretty tough fight, and that was uh, Owen's a very strong wrestler, and um, he was bigger than bigger than Reese, and this was when Reese didn't look pretty skinny and scrawny, to be honest. So maybe he has bulked up a little bit since then, but that for me is like if the student can do that, what's the teacher going to be able to do? So I do think it comes down to if Reese McKee can uh, stay on the feet because he has got a very good range probably a similar enough range to Redmond he will be able to hit Redmond he will be able to get in close to him it's just can't, will the power be a factor will the strength be a factor just the size like John Redmond is not just a 170 pounder I think he's a pretty pretty big 170 pounder and he's fought at middleweight yeah. before fought Chris Fields at middleweight a couple of years ago fought a couple of his other fights at middleweight so making 170 for him is going to be um, would be a struggle I'd say as well you know, is Redmond is always you know he, he seems the fights I've seen. It doesn't matter if you, if you land a few, he's going to keep coming. Um, is is McKee is McKee is McKee going to be able to put up with put put up with that pressure? Is it going to be something he's used to? And um, well, he trains with Norman Park, 
and would have been a pretty key member of whenever of his training yeah. camp whenever Norman's there and apparently Norman is finding it very hard to get him down whenever he does get him down uh, Reese is getting himself straight back up also trains with a couple of other pretty big amateurs um, uh, and pros he has Connor Cook as well so it's not like he's uh, only training around people his own size it's not a team alpha male issue here and looking out for a light heavyweight sort of thing it's uh, definitely guys in his training camp that are of varying sizes and he's been able to hang with them at this level so far so that's the one thing I'm most interested in I think it's going to be a great experience for him um, a great way to open the card but um, just brushing through the next two before we can get to ones that we can discuss about uh, Patrick Wexted from Team Rhino is fighting Connor Dillon uh, Connor Dillon is has been around Ireland for an absolute long time Um looking at the I was looking at the sure dog page and I thought I got it wrong there but it seemed like a, I forgot the Chris Bougiard and Connor White fight but I think that's off now yeah I believe it is as well due to injury so it looks like Connor Dillon is going to be the second fight um, to be honest yeah. I do I would recommend people being there for this fight Dillon is a very excited uh, an exciting fighter and um, Patrick Wickstead has slick slick grappling um, he's the guy that Andy Ryan has kind of been touting for a while fortunately the start of his pro career didn't go really as planned uh, headed over to somewhere mad uh, the KOK World Grand Prix with Io Daly and he it was a weird rule set you know the sort of ones where you can't strike from mount and stuff like that just a clusterfuck completely for me. he didn't get going anywhere and according to Sherlock, he has a pro fight on his record from 2010, which I would have thought was uh, an amateur fight, to be honest, at that time. But definitely want to see him, um, looking forward to seeing him. Whereas Conor Dillon, you can't accuse him of not wanting to fight people. He fought uh, fought Steve McComb, fought Paul Kaiser, Brian Moore, Decky Dalton, Joe Clark, Gary Morris. And most famously, he also fought Conor McGregor as well. So um, it has been something like four years, though, since... Uh, Connor Dillon has got a win he's on a 5 fight uh, losing streak but he hasn't fought in nearly 2 years so I have um, have heard great things about him and how he's improved so I'm looking forward to that one and then uh, replacement fight Gilmore and Alexander Lecce James Gallagher unfortunately got, got injured Lecce is 0-3 as a pro Gilmore I think is 1-0 as a pro this could be um, you, you know the way you predicted a fight being a great MMA fight yeah this may not. Um, okay. Gilmore well, you is know, effective. Can I advise then that people go on again and stop points then because it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you're if you're if you're going for pints, go then. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But Lecce is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Gilmore. Um, not that he's a slouch on the ground but has gradually improved it over his last couple of fights he did used to get caught a bit at amateur and submissions um, so we'll see how that goes for him but then we're moving on to the run of absolutely outstanding fights Franz Milambo versus Darren O'Gorman um, I know you spoke a little bit about Franz earlier on but I have to say O'Gorman yeah. is one of the top prospects I think in Ireland 3-0 and 21 years old from Cork Trials Martial Arts I'm excited for this fight probably my fight of the night well, you know, see, again, I, whereas I can speak confidently about Grant McGann, this is one where uh, 
I don't know enough about one of the opponents to make. So I'm going to, you know, uh, let's bet a Guinness on it. I get, well, you know I don't drink, Steve. Oh, man. Well, you can you can have a Coke and yeah, I'll have a Guinness. Yeah, okay. A, a vice of choice, we will say. Yeah. Um, I, I have done to, and, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, uh, this fight, though, is the thing that I would have used to be annoyed about seeing matched up two guys earlier on in the earlier on in the careers and now I realise that all of this fabled Irish amateur MMA you know great standard of amateurs are now all ready to turn pro it's like all the ducklings leaving the nest and uh, they're, uh, ultimately they're going to have to start fighting them, fighting each other a pro now as well yeah, absolutely and you know there's, I know there's never a, a, a good time to lose but if the, the if the fight is didn't Two guys who are who are at the sort of peak of their games at the moment, and then it, it, you know let that fight happen. You know, let, let's 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 let the cream of the crop really rise to the top, and 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 and, and fight the best to get there. That 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 that's wicked. They're, they're, those those are the fighters that we want, the ones that'll take that. You know, they're not trying to look after a record, or and I know it's important, but. I'd much rather I'd much rather see competitive fights. It gives more legitimacy to what we what we love. I have to say I'm not even going to pretend, but uh, I don't know anything about Hatice Ozert, the Turkish delight. Do you? I gotta tell you, no. Except that she's stepping into the cage with again, uh, you know, a, a fairly highly regarded young lady, I believe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> looking at her sure dog here, she hasn't won since 2011. She's one and three. Sinead Cavanaugh obviously making her pro debut. Um, yeah, but you know, isn't this the perf? Isn't this the perfect opponent for a pro debut? Yeah. yeah especially on a card like this. Perfect. The, this absolutely is, perfect. These are the fights that I think they're going to sell Bama as an entertaining thing for for the fans. I do think there's going to be a lot of high profile fights where we're going to see. Maybe very good amateurs come through and show that they're ready to fight professionally against other professionals. Well, obviously, yeah. if you're fighting professional, you're going to be fighting other professionals. I mean, people that have been fighting professional for a while. Uh, yeah, because otherwise they wouldn't be professionals, would they? They'd be amateurs still. Yes. I, I had a feeling you were going to revert back to that point. Um, <laughs> looking through it, though, like... For me, some of the fights that are on this as well are they're headliners of domestic shows. So like, um, so it's good to have like them in an abundance here. Um, Dylan Took, someone who a lot of people are talking about. Um, looking at his Bama picture here, seems like it was sunny in Ireland and he was wearing a wife beater or a vest for a few days previously. Um, he's fighting Adam Cafferty or Caffrey, and Adam is going to hate me for saying it, but every time I talk about Adam, I have to talk about his brother Luke. And Luke was the prospect in Irish MMA at amateur level. Some of the best hands that I've ever seen domestically. He seemed just to be destined for greatness. Had it all. He's moved to London. He's working in a bar, I think, or working in hairdressing. And um, he seems to really be enjoying himself. So fair play to him. You should always go after what makes you happy. But I'll always, always mention Luke Caffrey whenever I have to um, talk about Adam. And that may, my, I don't mean that in a bad way because Adam is a very good fighter as well very well rounded uh, has very good striking coming from Paul Kaiser but like I know you've you've kind of heard of Dylan Took as well and this is another one of the fabled SBG amateurs um, that people are making noise about 
Yeah. And 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 this you know there's still thanks to thanks to Connor and I think thanks thanks to you know Pendred and and Hulahan and and Daly there's that's a SBG is a charismatic gym isn't it and so the people you 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 just I think you ought I think you make the assumption that those guys those the sparks are going to come out of SBG are always going to have something interesting not only to do in the cage but say and think about the sport and I know that's a gross it's probably a gross generalization but. Uh, I would suggest there's something there's a mis- there is now a mystique about SPG Island and it, John Kavanaugh. Yeah, I was about to say how much of it do you think is a John factor? Yeah, I this is oh oh I'm gonna get into trouble. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not. I know what sure. you're gonna say. Do it. I'm not sure that on this side of the pond, you know, in the UK. Maybe in UK MMA circles, because, you know, John competes over here, you know, and his team competes over here. But certainly I don't think anybody over on the other side of the pond, short of the SBG tribe, would know who John Kavanaugh is. <laughs> Without Conor McGregor. Now, that's not to say John Kavanaugh's not a great coach, but John Kavanaugh never seems to have brought... It's, again, like a lot of the greats, it's not about John Kavanaugh. And it's never going to be about John Kavanaugh. And so, because there wasn't any sort of need for self-publicity, it just happens that you have the biggest star in MMA who you train, that you coach, you you, you mentor. And, yeah, does that make sense? Have I rambled there? I I don't want to say accidental fame, because it's not not an accident. It's a lot of years of hard work. But it's yeah. kind of like um, it kind of just happened out of nowhere that people were suddenly interested in John. Yeah, but again, I think you know that's partly you know that that that, that that's due to you know the influence he has on those people on those those athletes in the cage and the performances they put in, and it's again you know behind every successful MMA fighter, I believe is. You know, there has to be a great coach, and the greatest coaches are the ones that get their fighters to the greatest places. I, I do think, to be honest, that this is going to be a good night for John, and SPG in particular. Um, a lot of guys going to be announcing themselves to a wider scene than than usual, maybe, after. Their, I think there's going to be more of a spotlight on a lot of the pros in SPG because of the Connor effect, and especially when guys are making their pro debuts. I think it's going to be like they're going to be on bigger shows automatically they're going to be on stuff like this Bama card where so many guys are making their pro debut there's going to be eyes on them from an early st- stage as opposed to maybe 3 or 4 and 5 and 0 oh. yeah you know and then, you know I, I, the fact that Spike TV you're going to say you know I, they're going to be hi they're going to be spoiled oh you know for additional, yeah. additional content if they need it yeah oh my good lord uh, yeah, it's just so, and, and and so you know some of these guys, you know some of these debuting pros who who have some high expectations on them, they have a shot with a performance of appearing on you know terrestrial television. That's huge. That I mean that's that's a that, that that's an audience unlike the which they will ever have competed in front of. I just think that's amazing. And um. Since short notice is the theme, uh, Arno DeSantos 
stepped in to fight, fight Keith Cody on a couple of weeks notice Keith Cody um, interestingly enough fought in a pro fight at my first ever amateur uh, first ever event that I was at and that was right. uh, Cage Contender 5 back in 2010 and he fought Conor Dillon's coach Paul Cowser at the time and it caused a bit of controversy I remember in Irish MMA at the time that it was uh, taken on two days notice that it was meant to be a pro B fight as opposed to a pro A fight at the time and even like he has fought amateur since then since the Kaiser fight and um, people had no problem with it it was like it was a short notice thing he jumped in against Kaiser, but whatever way it was done uh, it went down as a pro fight and it went down as a pro fight on his record and then he lost a decision to uh, Andy Young last year in Cage Warriors so like Keith Cody's a guy who was very impressive at amateur uh, considered to be one of the top amateurs in the country at the time but just before he turned pro uh, beat Darren O'Gorman as well I think it was a decision um, if I remembered I was at it um, so I'm looking forward to this fight a lot because Arnold Santos brings it as well had a very good amateur career in Ireland a couple of good knockouts but I'm just warning you you're talking about Irish fans the noise the next fight yeah. Johnny Dargan versus that name that I'm not even going to attempt Pyrobeck yeah. um, Dargan is going to have a serious amount of women in the arena for him Come on, I'm looking at... I know you're looking uh, at his uh, picture and you think, what is he talking about? He's the head doorman in a nightclub in Dublin called uh, Lily's Bordello, which is pretty popular. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've, spent, uh, I've spent a New Year's Eve there. Oh, were you there with uh, Tommy Quinn and uh, the Siri, Siri brothers? I was... Uh, and, his, I, and his son, Paul Redmond. You know, funnily, funnily enough, Johnny Gipps, uh, Johnny Gibbs was, uh, was my was sort of my chaperone for the evening. He and uh, he he and 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 John McGuire kind enough to 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 buy me drinks. There you go. Who's going to be your yeah, chaperone? You know? well, I'm your chaperone for uh, for this trip. Anyway. That's, well, that's it. We're hoping we're hoping that we get uh, you know all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Remember exactly. Well, we do have UFC Dublin as well. Oh, I think. Oh. Are you coming to Dublin? You know, I don't know. Aww. I think if if we can get the accreditation, I will happily come. But I think we might be, you know, severe the severe team in Ireland. You know, you, you guys always rock the UFC. Uh, we'll see what we can do. We could pull a few well, strings. If you can pull a few strings, I'm happy to do some press scrum. Hmm. Um. Next fight. Sean Tobin versus Mark Andrew. Mark Andrew making his pro debut on a couple of uh, days' notice from Next Gen Northern Ireland. Um, for me, Sean Tobin is one of the most exciting guys as well, coming up at the 135 division in Ireland. I'm um, looking forward to this. I think it's going to depend on how Mark Andrew's wrestling is. Tobin is a very good wrestler for a standard for someone in Ireland. I think it's going to come down to that. Otherwise, it could be two guys willing to stand and trade with each other due to not being able to get a takedown or not being confident enough for the takedown so big night for Trials MMA as I said Darren O'Gorman and Sean Tobin both fighting um, Sean Tobin a fan of the Severe MMA podcast as well probably listening to this on his way to cut weight um, if so enjoy your weight cut we'll see you on Saturday yeah, what, what, what kind of, you know forgive me because I don't know the guy so is it more of a you know is it a, is it a Greco-Roman sort of wrestling or uh, is it more sort of 
You know, does he like to grind it up against the cage, or is he a sort of take down, get position, beat you up kind of guy? I just want to check before I say it. Ryan Schultz, yeah, is the guy who's his uh, wrestling coach. Um, he's an MMA fighter from the States. And since he started working under him and traveling and him bringing him over, the difference in his in his game has been good. It's freestyle wrestling. Ah, uh, when, we were, when we were down in trials watching them, um, they were locking up as well in headlocks and stuff like that, uh, switching to arm drags and just beautiful technique that Sean was showing. I thought, this is really impressive. And then they started wrestling, doing some MMA rounds as well. I thought, like, it's luck good in fights. He... Um, he was meant to fight a guy called Gavin Kelly, and I think that would have been a great test of his wrestling because Gavin has good wrestling. Um, Gavin actually knocked someone out with a slam before um, from a wrestling takedown, so he is. That would have been a good matchup. This one, I think, I can see more Tobin maybe having the advantage in the grappling aspect and being able to grind a decision. But there is power from both guys, and Mark Andrew was probably uh, one of my most exciting, most favorite guys to watch in the amateur scene. He really did put it together and put it together very nicely. How short notice is this for him, did you say? Five days. Is, is cardio going to be an issue? Is this a guy that, you know, is this one of those the kind of new generation that are in shape, sort of like like fight shape almost 24-7? Or is, is... The stay readies. He's, um, I think he, it may be a bit of a sticking point cutting so much weight in such a short space of time, but ultimately he is part of the next-gen uh, fight team that would have been getting ready for Deck Larkin's fights, Andy Young's fights, uh, some of the yeah. amateur guys on local shows. It's not like he hasn't been in the gym training. Um, and obviously, he would have been there to help Alan Philpott and Connor Cook, Norman Park as well, get ready for all their upcoming fights. So I don't think it's something like he was chilling at home and Rodney had to ask him to come in and start training and cutting weight straight away. So now you can drop some knowledge bombs on me. I know you spoke about it earlier. Uh, for those that uh, I don't think we actually said it, I got a phone call uh, off yourself and then off Tim Wilde's coach um, asking just, do I know any fighters that would take this fight on short notice? Um, because he had so much support coming over and that he yep. was trained so hard for it that it's going to be an exciting fight. He is an exciting fighter. Was originally supposed to fight Philip Mulpeter, then someone else, I think, from SBG. Mulpeter and Wilde would have been a great fight. But um, I have to say... We put it out there, uh, found out Stephen Cole was interested. He had to pull out of his fight with Alexander Lech at 145. And I think it may have been overweight. And now he'd be able to make 155. So Bama brought him back in to fight uh, Tim Wilde. Hype him up for me, Steve. Uh, uh, Tim, every time this kid gets in. Wild by name, wild by nature. That was the first thing that one of my, you know, that Clayton Costello said when we watched Tim Wild perform. The guy was a beast. He, he's not, he, I have never seen a more violent, exciting finish to a fight than, uh, than sitting cage side and watching him hit his opponent so hard that for five minutes his opponent tried to wrestle with... Le- five minutes! Tried to wrestle with Leon Roberts, oh. who is... and was moaning incoherently throughout. It was one of the most shockingly frightening, amazingly... I, I, words can't describe just the, the beauty of the violence. And it was... 
scary afterwards for a moment, but then you watched the replay and you watched the commitment to the technique, and this was a guy who was going to finish. And that's what Tim Wilde brings every time he steps into the cage. He lost to Sean Carter at uh, Sexy Curls uh, at Cage Warriors. I uh, got triangled uh, in the second round, I think it was. And I take nothing away from... Uh, I take nothing away from Sean Carter. He won that fight. But he certainly didn't win the first round. As a matter of fact, he was lucky to think, I think, to survive some of it. And Tim Wilde fractured and then broke his hand and still continued to throw punches with it throughout the first. It was, he couldn't use it in the second. No excuses. Those things happen, and I, I, I don't want to take anything away from Carter's, you know, grit and, and ability to win. But I, that's one of those big what ifs. If that hand hadn't fractured and then shattered, you know, <laughs> you know, broke even more when he continued to uppercut him, if that hand had been healthy, there is a, there's a, I'm, I'm afraid for me, there's always a what if because the first round was so one sided. All right, maybe a 10 8. Maybe the sort of thing that we're going to see replicated maybe in the UFC in the future? I I think Tim, you know, there are a few, yes, I believe Tim Wilde is more than capable of of competing at the UFC level. I believe if he does, it will be at a weight class down. I think he will cut even further, Um, and I think he can. But it, I, he is without again, without doubt, one of those extremely exciting, extremely talented prospects coming out of UK MMA. And there is no way that he wants a decision. It's this this fight ain't going to a decision. Is that the fan factor? Well, Stephen Cole is a very very tough fighter. Uh, comes from Hill and Gracie, Northern Ireland. Is jiu jitsu coach. Is a guy called Brian uh, Barney Coyle has one of the best guards in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Ireland. He's a brown belt, and it transfers really well to Stephen. Stephen plays a very similar game. He'll play a close guard, he'll play a butterfly guard, works over hooks very well, uh, will play butterfly sweeps, using the butterfly sweep to get into leg locks. Um, um, he's he's can, an exciting can, fighter. Can, can, I in, can I interrupt your Jiu-Jitsu yes. brain for a moment and yeah. say, wasn't it somebody famous that said, you're a black belt until you get hit in the face? And then once you get hit in the face again, you're not a brown belt anymore. And once you get, and you know, again, you know, maybe it's playing favorites. Because again, I, I, I am speaking without having seen Call Fight, but having, having watched Wild grow throughout his career uh, from almost the very beginning, I just, I, I just don't see it being a very good night for Carl. And if he's tough, I just I just see it being a very long, unpleasant night <laughs> for Carl. There we go. Um, I really I I really I really do rate Tim Wilde as 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 a fighter. This guy this guy brings it to the table and and again I, I really believe maybe 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 a name maybe a name to keep an eye on. Maybe one of those guys that when, you know, if it is another Bama fight next, you know, in Birmingham, if, 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 if that's what is next for him and you guys get a chance to watch him, 
I think Wild is Wild's the real deal. Well, if that fight lives up to your expectations, Connor Cook versus um, Paul Byrne is going to completely destroy them for you. Paul Byrne, one well, of talk to me about this fight. Paul Byrne, one of the most exciting prospects that I've seen in Ireland in a while, was training under Wayne Fagan initially. Uh, Wayne's gym had to close, and um, I think it might have even been before it closed. Pretty sure he sent him up to John Kavanagh in SBG. Um, finished everybody within two rounds, like. Ah, Viciously, no, like I saw a fight earlier on this year of his live. I've seen his last. Uh, he was at BC MMA in June. Actually, he beat a uh, Ty Palmer in the second round um, TKO. But I was at the Ryan Boyd and Lucas Kastokas uh, fight. The last two ones before that, and his other fights before that were four years before that. Like he had been away away from the sport for a while. Brilliant Muay Thai, brilliant elbow standing. Once he got on top of Ryan Boyd, that was it. Butchered him from mount, top mount with elbows. And, and oh, go on. Yeah, I was going to say, and you know, what what is Cook bring to the table? Connor Cook has been around for a long time. Um, started off with a very promising pro career, to be honest. Um, wins over Henry Felipe, Ross Poynton. Um, lost the fight to John Michael Shield. His weaknesses has always been his jiu-jitsu. All of his losses have actually come from submission. He's never been dropped. He's never been knocked out. He thinks that his striking is up there with some of the best. Um, former world champion kickboxer as well. Conor Cook is a very exciting fighter when he's able to fight someone that's willing to stand and trade with him. Um got submitted in his last Bama out, outing unfortunately back in March but Paul Byrne is going to want to stand with him and Conor Cook's best chance of winning this fight I think is if um, Paul Byrne will stand with him and it looks like he's going to do that so to be honest this is going to be absolute fireworks so this is going to be a, a, a proper stand up war yeah I'm picking this one to be the most violent uh, fight of the night Paul Byrne looks like uh he just looks like the guy that's always at the parent-teacher meetings that you probably give a great review of his son to, even if he's a little shit. <laughs> that's Paul Byrne. Yeah, okay. You, you, he sits right. there and you're like, oh, you're his father. Well. <laughs> <laughs> what a little angel you have raised, sir. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, and, and, you know, yeah, both these guys, both these guys have been around for a little while. Is uh, yeah, you know, Paul Byrne fought his first two pro fights back in 2010, I think 2011, and um, came back then last year in December. Uh, Connor Cook's been around since he, fighting pro since 2010 as yeah. well. But that's it. Like he fought pro 2010, and then fought amateur between then. Do you know that sort of thing? So. I don't know what is what yeah. the deal is with that. I think it might have been short notice fights or something like sure dog early records for Irish MMA fighters. Not the best thing to be uh, to be basing stuff off, but definitely looking forward to it. Though next, uh, Musa Kane or Kane Musa, um, Kane Musa yeah. versus uh, Miles Price. Tell me what you know about Kane. Yeah, Kane's straight off. He's coming off. 
he's coming off some surgery on his knee. This is going to be his first fight back in a, in a little while. He's, um, you know, he's pretty much run, he's pretty much run rampant at, at, at FCC, which is, uh, you know, one of the top regional shows in the UK. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it, it, it pretty much has as, as good as it gets on the card, really. Uh, you know, with your Patty Pimblets and you know your Matt Inmans, and so we, they get they get some guys with some experience, and you know it, it's a good good show. And he's been kind of running rough shots through there. You know, Kane Smash uh, was a chant that you know echoes through the place. He, he brings a lot of energy. He's you know he wants to finish. Uh, he. He's learned a little bit of patience. He he he, he was very very aggressive, uh, you know. In, in, in the first time I saw him, really aggressive to the point where you might get caught. You know, if you don't land that big big shot, you're going to get caught at some point. But, but he tend to overwhelm his opponents. His last fight, he showed a lot of patience. You know, he he's, he's got a ground game. Um, he used it. He, he, you know, he, he's he's really kind of maturing. I think as a as an MMA fighter, but there's that little bit of crazy in him. That's, you know what I mean? That's what I wanted and, to ask and that makes, because looking at his record, first two fights, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, then took a four year break, came back in two thousand thirteen, and has finished everybody since. Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah, he. Yeah, I think the break was rather enforced. Oh, yeah. You, you can't. So, uh, you can't elaborate. No, and nor would I, and, and 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 nor would I want to. Not knowing all the details and not knowing, but I it, certainly it wasn't the break. By, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a break by choice. And I truly think that I truly think that it's, it, with him being being in the sport and to be in the sport, I made him who. Uh, and I, 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 I'm, I'm really because he's, uh, he, he's roughhouse. You know what I mean? That's, uh, you know, that's my local, that's our local, you know, gym. And so it's, it's, it's a good story. Cam Lewis is a good story. This is, uh, uh, to have somebody who, who could have taken some wrong steps, uh, made him, made him take now is, uh, and, 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 and now is doing good. So, He's exciting, and and again, he brings that brings that little bit of you know that little bit of I'm gonna hurt you to the cage. It's a good, it's a good thing. I think it's a good fight back to test that having the having the is after surgery, and you know he's got a bit of a grudge with the Lonsdale champ. Uh, the occasion, you know, they were perhaps supposed to meet a little bit earlier, but that would send Kane injured his knee. I think Kane wants a spot. Um, he's, he's going to go out to prove a point about it. I think I think he will he will try to use this fight as a platform to immediately become the next contender for the Lonsdale title. That's what he's going to try and do with this performance. And unfortunately, it's not like he has a walkover in front of him because maybe mm-hmm. I am maybe I am taking this from the same way you spoke about Tim Wilde point of view. But Miles mm-hmm. Price has been around Irish MMA one of the longest. He has some good wins. Um, lost to some of the best guys at the time. Colin Fletcher. Unfortunately, he went on a three-flight uh, skid. 
Ali McLean, Chris Stringer, and Colin Fletcher. Um, well, well, they more they might not be household, but UK MMA fans will know those names for sure. Last fight, a loss to Sean Carter, and his first loss, a loss to Norman Park. So he's only lost to very good domestic lightweights. So for me, that's not an issue. But Miles Price hasn't, sorry, hasn't fought nearly two years. Went away and pretty much became a jiu-jitsu freak. An absolute nerd. Competed so much. I've competed against him. Got his purple belt. And is now finally happy again with his training. He said he was offered fights and he turned them down. And he didn't want to fight again so quickly. And that uh, caused a bit of trouble in the early part of his career. Now he is fresh. He's rejuvenated. He has the energy again. I've honestly... I was down in his gym a few weeks ago when myself and Dave Fogarty were doing a little trip around Ireland and it was the probably the best gym that I visited. His passion is compelling. It just draws you in. You could sit and talk to him all day. Um, while Dave was setting up the lights for his photo shoot, he just turns around and said, oh, I saw this really cool guard pass the other day and then he spends 15 minutes going over it with me. Me in jeans and a shirt, him just tracksuit bottoms and a wife beater and you can finally see that he's so passionate about it and I'm hearing from within Team Rhino that he is knocking guys up and down the gym and this is a dangerous looking Miles Price so for me and this is this is going to be a hell of a fight then really you know it, Miles Price actually is ingrained in my earliest my first Irish MMA memory um, went to an event the first day of my same um, the first day I covered an MMA event was the same day of my first jiu-jitsu class Miles Price won his fight against Martin Begley that night with a flying rear naked choke like jumping onto the back Begley going forward Miles following him going like tumbling over him and finishing the choke and I will always remember that finish it was absolutely amazing and now to see him back here after maybe recovering from a few losses it's one that I'm definitely looking forward to Uh, how's he on the takedown how good is he on the takedown yeah 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 uh, I don't know. I pull guard against him. Why is Musa is Musa weaker on the ground? I would suggest that you, you know you're probably not going to want to exchange power shots with Kane. Um, he, he, uh, he uh, I think, uh, I think it's fair to say that you know if you're just going to if you're going to stand there and swing, uh, I'm probably going to bet Kane nine times out of ten. I think Kane is. I think Kane is. Kane is certainly the most dangerous on the feet or in in sort of half guard top position. He he, he can be heavy uh, and he he can land shots. But I would suggest perhaps the back is where he, he likes to be least. Hmm. Well, Miles Price may be listening. Take your advice. We could see his game plan on so- on Saturday. Well, what I would say to Musa, well, you know, the, it, it makes no difference because Musa's game plan is not going to be to grapple. It's that, uh, you know, uh, so I'm not giving nothing. I ain't giving nothing away there. Kane's going to come out, and he's going to try and hurt him first, and then he's going to try and get a dominant position, and he's going to continue to try and hurt him until the finish presents himself. That's what Kane does. And that's, again, that's what makes him exciting. So this is, again, you know, we got we got people who have kind of knowledge of one side of the you know one side of the the event, and I'm telling you, I've never seen a boring Kane Musa fight. You're telling me, 
you know, prices never looked better, never been happier, never been more dangerous. I, I'm sorry, if it sounds like a fan but somebody's got to say thank you to the bad actors, okay? Yeah, unfortunately, someone has to lose. I actually just got a Snapchat from Reese McKee. You know what Snapchat is? Yep. Yeah, uh, Reese McKee saying, excited to fight. <laughs> um, Excellent. Oh, it's the right kind of attitude, isn't it? Because if he'd said, ah, man, I'm really not looking forward to yeah. that, I would have worried about that then, Yeah, exactly. So he has the positivity uh, nailed down. Um, now, <laughs> I spoke about some fights earlier on a little bit with Sean, um, and to be honest, we'll, uh, we'll fly through some of them here so we can get up towards the uh, tail end of the card. Carl Moore yeah, versus yeah, yeah. Paul Craig. Um, I'm going to stick it out there again. I said it earlier. Paul Craig has fought pretty much nobody's. I do think Carl Moore is going to be too much for him. Uh, not great records of the guys that Paul Craig has beaten. But you seem to have a little bit of a different opinion. You think that there is some rumblings about him out of Scotland. Well, yeah, a little bit. But, uh, you know, I've got to look at... I, I, I have to, I've seen more. Uh, I've seen more fight more than, more than once, and I would suggest he's one of the you know one of the top. He was uh, you know two oh fivers from not just Ireland but the UK as well. His stand up, his boxing is is, is lovely. I mean he he, he I, I mean he totally picked uh, the the fight against Lloyd Clarkson. I mean. A fight that should have been stopped, I think, probably, uh, instead of being allowed to go the distance. He, he, he uh, I, I like more a lot, and I, I, I think that uh, I think that the noise coming, you know, about him as as being one of the top prospects is bang on. But you know, Craig can Craig can go. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to take it from him. You, you might say he hasn't fought anybody, but he's fought. He's been put in front of him. Is he, he saying he's hand picking his fights? I don't know. I'm not saying he's hand picking them. I'm just saying it's 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 a nice coincidence that the records aren't great of all the guys that he's been fighting. Yeah, and you know, again, and I think guys have to. That's the thing now. You know, when people look, people are looking at records now. You know, media are looking. When you start to, you know, when you starting to make some noise, they end up paying more attention, and you know these things are going to get pointed out. Now, whether there was anything he could do about it or not, who knows? But the fact is, it's there, and so he's gonna he's gonna have to prove himself, and he's in for a you know he's in for a tough night. I know because Palmer's a you know a great fighter, so I'm looking forward to seeing how Moore's improved since the last song because it's been over a year. Yeah, and it was you know he looked and he, and he looked good. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, he looked. Uh, you know, he, he on his feet, he really looked good. And I'd like to see how what 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 steps he's made. I'm looking forward to this. Um, up next, following an impressive victory at the weekend, Damien Rooney has told me he is intending on get into the UFC on short notice. For any card anywhere at 155, 45, 35, or 25 pounds, and will fight for free. Yeah, because he is sick of the year that he's had with promoters, fighters ducking him, loads of stuff like that. Uh, saying, the, saying all big on Twitter, then the bout goes over, nothing uh, in response because he thinks guys are padding his record to try to get their way to the UFC. Um, although Cape. 
a lot of people are talking about him as being his nickname is the Prodigy. Um, but then again, a similar enough story with, his, with a similar enough nick story with uh, the records of some of the guys he's been fighting as well over there. Whereas Damian Rooney has only fought, in my opinion, the best people possible in the UK and Ireland in his career. Well, I, I, again, Damian Rooney is a is a name that you know MMA fans should recognize. I think. Um, so if you've been if you've been following MMA on sort of the UK scene for any length of time, Rooney's a name that I think you should hear. And I know you, you you're pleased that he's getting this opportunity. And you know, nice and you know upper, he was starting to get to the top of the card, and here he is. Um, you know, ag- again, I you know I hate to point out that you're at the Spike TV, but uh, that's that's nothing but good for him. That's that's more fun if he's if he's that hungry that he's gonna. T- I'll take a fight anywhere at this 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 weight. That's awesome, man. This is the, again, isn't that the fight you, you want to see this guy fight just because of his attitude? Yeah, he genuinely, and I think one of the most interesting things about him, and it's the the last I'll say about the fight, is that he um he's very successful in his other careers in his personal training and his businesses and stuff like that and I think there's a different type of crazy a different type of beast inside someone that even though they're secure they don't have to get up early to do all of these this training for fight because it's all they need they do it because they want to fight because their opponent gets them out of bed in the morning at five o'clock in the morning to go and test yourself against another human being I do like I'm I'm not too sure what's what makes a person hungrier and to be honest I do think it is the money like coming from nothing sort of thing but I do think that when you've got the resources and you can kind of plan your own life around your work it's that he's able to fit everything in that he needs to uh, in order to compete at this level Greg and again you know you say if he's successful in these ventures then he's obviously happy in these ventures and everybody you know happy fighters are dangerous fighters <laughs> you know, why put yourself? If you're not happy, why put yourself through it? You got to interact. That's, I'm, 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 I'm stoked for this. I, I, I need to probably watch more of his older fights. I, I, I probably need to be to, honest. Since the hack fight, I just think he wants to get in there and get his hands on someone that isn't going to run away from him for three rounds. Because I don't care yeah. how bad that makes me sound. Shaj hack ran from him and has ran from pretty much everyone the most boring fighter in UK MMA why is his nickname Superman he decisioned everybody win or lose it's ridiculous uh, and yeah, yeah but and, and again you know it's like it, I suppose it's like cheek shield isn't it there's only so much side control half guard side control half guard that I can take. take like if you had it set up once more there, I would have got fell asleep. I, I, well, I, and I tell you, but isn't you know, isn't that like watching some of Jake Shields fight? Jake Shields is the goat. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, you know. But so, yeah, uh, I'm 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 looking I'm looking forward to seeing I'm looking forward to seeing Rooney. I think uh, this is a guy that's going to come in to try and and be noticed. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I, make, know, an, make a statement. Yeah. But he'll, he may they be... always make a good fight. He may be overshadowed. I know you spoke at it earlier on, um, 
and it's the one that you're picking for fight of the night, Grant and McGann. Yeah, Grant McGann, awesome. You see, awesome. let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw you this one. Although I would love to interview someone called McGann if he wins, I think you're the man that's too excited for this fight. And I've got even better news for you. If she wins, you can talk to Catherine Costigan because I know how much oh. you want to talk to Catherine Costigan. Well, you know, I I don't know how to tell you this, but Catherine and I, I you know, we, we'd already arranged that we were going to let you down very, very gently on the night. Oh. Um, we were we we didn't know how to break it. To hey, you. You know, dare I know, you? I know you got the pre-fight with her, and you know, I know you did the traveling and and what have you. But quite frankly, she, she really. Yeah, she really only she really only has eyes for one of the two MMA interview team, Mister McGann, and unfortunately, disgrace. my Canadian charm has has, has has won her over. Has trumped your Irish charisma, I'm afraid. Bastard. Yeah, I, and to be fair, I'm, I again, I, don't, I I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little bit of favorites here. Tell me what I, you I think love of the, the fact, alpha female. I love the alpha female. I, so win or lose, I love the alpha female because I love herself and this sport. I just think fighters, you know, there ain't a lot of pro fighters that could learn a lot about how to put your name out there and how to do the graft to make sure that you know your name. Put in the work and to, to that fan base that she's part of and I just think there's. I just think everything about her is what MMA is about, and I make no bones about it. I think she's just a, a, a beautiful human being as well. I think she's arguably one of the sweetest people I've ever met, and when she's on, one of the most exciting fighters to watch. I, I, I like her, and and I love the fact that Haga stepped up. Dwayne Haga, you are uh, you, you know she is as tough. She she's tough coming South Territory buddy who has been so excited I think for this to find I think she is a genuine she's genuinely excited about about competing here and so I gotta give huge props to Haggis for taking up for coming in and taking this fight and I think it's gonna be a good fight it's gonna be a really exciting fight well, Captain Costigan can get interviews off you forever from now on because I'm officially done with her. Um, so I hope you two are happy together and don't invite me to any parties that you're going to be throwing because I'm going to leave, leave immediately. Moving on. Uh, the, another oh, fight that you're going to predict is uh, say it for me, Dika Dika EC. Dika Casey. And if that if that's wrong, that's all I've ever called him, and he's never given me a slap. So should be all right. You know, uh, we're all right. Diakazian and Savaraja, and uh, apologies if I've murdered that name. I, I, I there's always you one on the card a lot that I kill. Now. I have to say, I'm glad I got you back on the internet and off a mobile phone. Oh, that's well, sweet. I, um, you know, anything that you can do to make me sound better, I'm I'm pleased because God knows I need the help. Uh, this this is a good fight though, man. You know, Selvaraj, he's he's tough, and he's got some mean stand up, and he's a spoiler, and 
you know, DK again is being, you know, he's tipped for big things. There's a lot of a lot of hype behind this this young man. Um, he gets better every time we watch him fight. He, he will fight with his head. He will fight to win, and if he, that means this could get ugly, but he's always he's gonna he's gonna try and finish if he you know he's gonna try and finish and he, I think he's got an opponent that is that is gonna stand there and and exchange this it's exciting I would say that DKS has got to be uh, got to be a bit of a favorite going in. But if anybody is going to spoil, if I think of if any of the sort of minor underdogs are going to spoil the favorite, that's the fight it'll happen in. If, if Mark is going to have to be at his best, and I haven't uh, you know haven't spoken with some of his training partners and, and and what have you over the last few weeks, Mark is at his best, and that makes Mark dangerous. This this is this is a good good this is good fight. Not one to go and buy a beer in. Definitely want to stick around for them. Give the first, give it the first round. This is one. Give it the first round because if Mark, if Mark goes into, I'm gonna grind this out. You might want to get a beer, but then don't don't moan when you hear that big <clears throat> from the audience. Yeah, that you know what I mean. And and that's what Mark always brings to the table. you know he's he he's as explosive. As any athlete, I think I've ever seen compete at any level. So it, you know, there can be lulls, and then boom. And he's yeah, this is this is a good fight, man. And again, three three fights, maybe at this level, and we won't see him anymore. Well, then, tell me this. If sorry, I'm just for those that are about to hear this. I was just moving my chair. Uh, if this one is going to be as good. Then I know you're excited for the next one. Yeah. Philpot and Regis. Yeah. This is going to be fireworks. When and you know again uh, for the sake just just I don't want to sound like I'm you know sucking up to Jude Samuel but good piece of matchmaking here. Really good piece of matchmaking. Philpot awfully uh, you know obviously. You know, now nah, I'm sorry. You know, Phil Pot coming off. You know, he's going to be dis- He he's going to have been disappointed with that fight with Arthur, isn't he? There's oh, no, yeah. without there's no, yeah, no, without question. He's gonna he's gonna win the fight, and then yeah, and he's going to be thinking, man, I no, I have I've got something to prove here. Uh, I, I I that 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 was a mistake that I will not make again, and I want Ed Arthur. That is that has to be his mindset, and I think. There might have been at the beginning a little bit of needle on social media. I think Regis feels a little bit disrespected. You know, this kid on his feet. If it was, if it was, if it was a just a, a stand-up fight, if MMA didn't enter into it, that this fight only goes one way. And I've so, heard, I heard his striking is next level, and it's all down to his brother. No, it's down to the whole tribe. Suggy's gym produced killers. All of them are killers, and all of them are young and hungry killers. And it's just Regis at the moment that's decided that MMA is the route he wants to take his combat sports career and not K1. 
that's the only reason we see Regis Sugden fighting. This guy's stand-up is... Uh, Philpott is... Not, is Philpott would be... And again, I'm not giving a game plan away because Regis, I've, you know, I've seen, I watch Regis train. I know he's a he's an MMA fighter. It's complete. If Philpott thinks he's going to compete and just entirely on his feet, that's a short night. He's Regis is 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 is, is probably world class as a striker. Ooh, I, I don't, I, but I, very inexperienced, very green to the sport of mixed martial arts, and that's. And that's the big what if. There's that's and again, two guys. Philpot needs the win to kind of relegitimize his run for another title shot, another shot at Arthur or Walsh, whoever wins that fight. Sugden's now going. I got enough MMA now that you're not gonna. I'm gonna enforce my my game plan. I, I see Regis kind of fighting a little bit like a Chuck Liddell. Uh, I although you know he, he's won by triangle, he can fight off his back as well. This is not a kid that you know is 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 uncomfortable in you know on his back or on the ground or grappling. It's just that his striking is superb. Um, I, this is a great fight. Sugden wants a bit. Oh, Sugden wants a what, Steve? Respect. You're I'm back. back. You're back. So sorry. <laughs> you think Sugden's out just for his out to prove himself here? I think he. Yeah, I think he wants to show that he can that he he can compete with the guys that have been around for a little while now. I think he wants to show that his his stand up, which was always which was always going to be excellent coming in, has now been. Um, reinforced with some solid wrestling some you know some work off his back you know again the, I'm watching this kid become a more complete MMA fighter every time but I honestly believe in this one the striking makes the difference well up next new nickname and all oh yeah I'm sorry no boo I'm gonna Will it get bleeped out or something? He had the, the Killing Fields was the best MMA nickname ever. I'm not gonna lie, I completely agree with you. Okay, and I used to love his old nickname, and I'm sorry that I, I've caused this because I was just introducing him as the housewives' choice. You know, bored housewives choose Chris Fields sort of thing. Yeah, uh, and unfortunately, it's stuck, and I love uh. the Killing as well. So you're to blame for that I'm, again? I'm to blame for it. I, I introduced him as the housewife's choice in an interview before. Could you not introduce him as the housewife's choice, Chris, the killing field? I could. Well, so uh, you've ruined the best nickname in MMA ever. Pretty much. I, how, do, how do you live with yourself? I, I don't know. It's pretty tough. And to be honest, looking at Chris Fields' record now... It's. I'm shocked that he actually hasn't won since 2012 because he had the tough stuff in between. So obviously now, he won in tough, but... I, I gotta ask this question. Oh yeah, no, obviously he beat Norman Perezzi. That was the worst decision in the world. Okay. Is and that now what I, gonna ask? Uh, yeah, but I'm now gonna follow it with what I, how, how bad does he need this win? Oh, so bad. Is is um, this you know is this kind of one of those moments that you were talking about 
that it could be the end of something that might be maybe a bit sooner than you thought? To be honest, Chris Fields could win at the weekend and I think could retire. Now, maybe this is me being completely wrong, but it would not shock me if Chris turned around and retired. And the reason that I'm saying that is because there's talk of him opening a gym as well. Um, I think I saw that on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And there's also countless people telling me how good of a coach that he is uh, for the MMA team and how important he is. And I think he could be one of those guys, you know, started pro in 2012. That sort of thing. Like, fought all of these guys. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, 2008, not 12. Yeah. Has been around for a long, long, long time. Could have got a UFC maybe a little bit sooner if Conor McGregor was established in the UFC and he was a teammate sort of thing two years prior it's just the Jesse Taylor fight was too much for him he lost it himself he, he believes he lost it in the warm up mm. uh, he said it over the original man to come out to Sinead O'Connor's the foggy Jew in Irish MMA before it was popularised with the notorious B.I.G Chris mm. Fields did it at New Year's Eve Cage Warriors 2012 and he said he felt that le- his, his energy leave his body the Norman Parisi fight is one that still annoys me and I'd love to know who were the judges for that fight is there is there a way to figure that out oh yeah yeah MMA you could, decisions isn't it yeah yeah decisions yeah MMA decisions MMA you can decisions. find that out are you Chris doing that right Fields. now oh I sure am you tell me what you think is this Chris Fields' last fight I I I think I, I, I think if it's a loss I think it's almost a dead cert but with a win, and uh, you know, and a performance, yeah, you know, there might be there might be a couple of fights in them, you know, in them their hills next, and especially with the fact that, you know, it's it's inevitable. Bama going to be coming back to Ireland, and again, he's got you know, he's got as big a following as 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 just about any, you know, except for maybe Connor. Uh, you know, people know who he is. He's one of the, again, one of the more, you know, one of the more entertaining interviews. He's he's always got something interesting to say. He's got a wicked sense of humor, and you know, he he, he he's again, he's a name that I associate with Irish MMA. Um, so I I think that if he puts in a performance and gets a big win, I no I. I, I think there might be a couple. There might be one or two more. I think maybe he'd like to. I could to, see Chris getting to the UFC if he gets maybe two good wins. It would, yeah, and, and that would be that would be why I'm not sure if he would would, would consider packing it in after a good a good win. I I think a, I think a loss pretty much says UFC's that's not going to happen. Um, am, am, am I judging that wrong? Well, no, I'll give you that. Looking it, looking it up here though, Perezi was deducted one point in round one for grabbing the cage, and all three judges had him winning that round. So that was a that's a nine nine round. Shockingly enough, Ben Cartledge gave it a draw. Uh, even though Chris Fields, in my opinion, clearly won rounds two and three, Barry Oglesby felt the same way, give it a draw, and uh, Dean Weir give it twenty nine twenty seven to Fields. That was a frustrating fight for him, but I do think that, like Chris Fields is just the nicest guy in the world. Like he really is the funniest, soundest man you'll interview. Oh yeah, yeah. You see that? You know, just, 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 just watching the stuff that you guys do. I mean, yeah, and 
that's the, again, that's the kind of fighter that puts bums on seats. You know? And he better come out to Tin Lizzy. Yeah, you think? Oh. <laughs> Jailbreak used to be just synonymous with Chris Fields in Irish MMA. Jacqueline, what, what, what do we know about him? Absolutely nothing. That Say it Chris again. Fields wants to punch him in the face more than he wanted to punch Thierry Henry for the handball. Oh, man. Well, that's saying something. So he's in for it now. He's fighting in... He's a French guy. Um, six and two. Who knows? If he's been fighting in France where MMA isn't even legal, some of these wins are probably in rings with two rounds against his mates. Yeah, but the then... The But then you encounter your Mansur Banuis yeah. and your Czech Cones, who yeah, just... I mean... I, uh, how we didn't see Mansoor coming, I'll never know, because he just exploded in Bama. And how we didn't... Uh, I, 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 and again, I, I don't mean any disrespect to Fields, but I would have I would have backed him all day over Chet Cohn. Yeah. I'd have backed him all day. I'd have, I'd have, if someone had said, you know, we'll give you... We'll give you... You know, you can bet your house on, on that fight. I, I'd, have, I'd have been tempted. Uh, I thought that was a dead cert, and I know that's bad in MMA. So uh, I'm I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see Chris coming in and and sort of putting a rectifying putting a stamp. Himself. Yeah, putting a stamp on that. Going nah, that was you know I just got caught. It can happen. He threw a good shot. It landed. Job done. I, I I'd like to see. Uh, yeah, I want to see. I want to see the killing fields. There you go, and that's where you know, uh, yeah, because uh, yeah, I want him mean kick someone in the throat. Uh, well, perhaps not quite that far, but you know, I wouldn't mind a firm shin to temple. That all that'd make me happy. A good, you know, a nice knee to the chin. Uh, I'll, I'll take a hook, a standing elbow. I, I'd like him to be. I'd like to see him nasty. Um, finally, the main event of the evening, which will probably take place at like four o'clock in the morning in Ireland. Nah, they're uh, gonna run to time, mate. I tell you now, I, I would be, will? I will be surprised if they're out by much more than. What time will we be leaving the arena? <sighs> midnight. Oh, not too bad. That's my yeah, midnight. Well then, I'm not overly annoyed. But the main event, Tom Dukenwa versus sorry, versus say Brendan's last name for me. Brendan, Brendan Lachnan. Lachnan. Um Is it wrong for me to think all signs are pointing towards Tom Dukenwa? No, I don't think you'd be wrong. I think that's And when are we gonna see the Americani rematch? That's it, isn't it? The the only loss on his record, uh, you know, <laughs> Again, another you know fast rising prospect in the UFC. You know, Macquan Amirkani. Uh, yeah, that's uh, surely the surely that's a fight he's he, he, uh, on the UFC stage. I think people are looking at the Kanwa, but I think I think you I, I, you can't look past Brandon. You know, Dominic Cruz was saying some pretty nice things about the kid. Uh, he went out and bust his ass. He's a hard worker. He's committed. He's strong. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be f- much more physical than De Canois. And I think if the, if he can make the fight ugly, 
if he can, uh, you know, lots of being heavy against the cage, lots of uppercuts. I, I don't, this this fight's not a dead search for Dukanwa by any point, and I do think the Fire Kid is a talent. You know, this kid is special. I, I think Brendan is special too. This is a good, good, good fight. I think Dukanwa might be a little more dangerous and a little more fluid in the uh, in the jits element of the game. Um, I, I think that's. I think most people would think that. I think that Brandon in any kind of top position is not a good place for. Uh, uh, you know, half guard is is not a. It will not be a good place for for Tom. So he won't be able to play any kind of half half guard game at all. Brandon's going to be physically more strong, so he's going to be able to use you know cage control. This, you know, this is a style makes fights, and you got you're going to have two very, very different game plans, and it's going to be which guy can impose it, which guy can keep their composure. I'm, I, I'm really excited about this fight. I think it's, I think it's uber competitive, and I, I, I can't pick a winner. Fifty five percent maybe Dukenwa, forty five percent Lachman. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a tight fight. This is a great fight. Sean Sheehan's only traveling up so we can say he saw Duke and Wild before the UFC. Really? Yeah, well, he's going to hate me for saying that because it's not true, but I'm still going to tell people that. I'm going to spread it around. Oh, well, I'll help. You know, well, you know what? If Sean Sheehan, you know, if Sean Sheehan sees, uh, comes up to see these fights. He is. I, You're, did... We're going to get a squad photo, would you believe? Oh, Every that's... member of Severe MMA will be present, including that's... Dave Fogarty, who's the BAM official photographer for the weekend. That's absolutely phenomenal. Again, is Graham buying around then? I he has our wages for us. Fantastic, Graham, buddy. Thank Great you very man. much. Thanks so he, much, Graham. I, I, you know, I've always said he's a, you know, he's so easy to work for because he's so generous and a tyrant as well. Yeah, well, but you know, you know, yeah, he, but he's generous. You know, he gives and gives and gives. People, so I'm, people like people like us need someone like Graham to keep us in line. I think probably so, but luckily, see, I've got lucky. I got Sean over here, and Sean's always good for a quick smack upside the head if I get too big for myself, you know, too big for my britches. Always keeps me humble. It happens. <laughs> Peter Carroll does that for me as well. <laughs> keeps me firmly on the ground. Well, what time am I going to see you on Friday? Well, like you say, we touched down. We we we're leaving stupid o'clock in the morning. I think we arrive uh, in your fine city at about seven thirty in the morning. And where are you staying in the hotel that the fighters are in in Bama? No, I think we're about a half a mile away because we're really tight. We didn't want to spend that much money. Of course. Uh, so are uh, you actually in Dublin? Where are you staying in Dublin? You know, I, I wish I could tell you the name of the hotel. No uh, Sean, Sean, Sean's booked it. I think it's about, I, I think the fighters are staying in a hotel relatively close to the arena. Yeah. And we're about we're about half a mile from, from both. So not too far. Oh, well then. I will see you then. We can go exploring Dublin. Well, we can take in the sights. We want breakfast. I want an Irish breakfast. That's the first thing I'm gonna want when I. That's the first thing I want to do. So you have to point me in. There are in many, Sean. There are many places in Dublin to get good breakfasts. Uh, I would suggest heading to Temple Bar for an overpriced fry. But for the sake of it, if you're near O'Connell Street. Okay. I would ask you to Google a place called TJ's Coffee Bar. It's just off O'Connell Street. I went in there every single day when I got off the bus on my way to college. This is the nicest lady in the world. 
cup of tea into my flask for me a sausage sandwich with brown sauce they make very nice fries and uh, I, I always mean to go in I am going to deliberately walk down and get a tea offer at some point over the weekend because every time I'm in Dublin now it's evening time so I always miss uh, going in to see her well Mr. McGann what we can do is hook up for Saturday breakfast or that we, we can do that we will go there for Saturday breakfast How I got no actually to be honest like I am I'm going straight from the Wains to get food with all of us and then go straight to work. And oh. then I have coaching on Saturday morning. And then I have to drive up to Bama early for the press meeting. So maybe a Saturday luncheon before. Fair enough. You, okay. you know, you I, have me I'm for lunch. Sh- there's, there's, I've, there's always room for another meal. There's, there's, Bama there's... better be providing a good spread as well, if you're listening. Well, you know, you would expect only the finest. And yeah. It's gonna be a it's it's gonna be a good night. Well then, it's... for those that are listening that are maybe considering it, get down to Bama this Saturday. The best domestic card you're ever gonna see in Irish MMA. The biggest platform for the fighters outside of the UFC. Come and support it, Steve. Any other call to actions? Yeah, I got. I, I've got to say now that nothing would please me more than seeing. A, a Bama record attendance, and I think they're already there. But there is, uh, as much as I love the Brits and I love you know British MMA, there is something special about being in an Irish arena when the Irish are fighting and when the Irish are in full song. And my, I'm telling the British, if you can get over there, get a flight, get over there, <laughs> go. This support. is it's such an exciting event, and Bama have I think they have timed it to perfection. Excellent. An hour and a half of goodness. The Severe May Podcast Extradition is finally done. Stephen Cook Abbott, aka Stephen Canada, as, <laughs> as I'm pretty much just going to always refer to him as um, the UK branch of Team Severe MMA. Stephen, thank you very much for your time, and I will see you on Friday. Yeah, I'm Andrew, thank you for putting up with my particular brand of waffling. I, I, always a pleasure, mate. I'm looking forward to catching up with you on Friday, brother. Oost the fuck. Oost the fuck, man. See, I can't say that. I'm not a Jets guy. Although, if I've been tapped out by, you know, guys yeah, no, who have it won. Counts. It counts. Does it? Counts. And ah, tribute then. to John Redmond. Give me your best. Oost the fuck to sign off the show. Oost the fuck.